Hello, friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton, and joining me today is our show's incredibly awesome producer, Amanda Foster. Hey! We're so excited that you guys have decided to join us today. We will be talking about Enneagram Type 2, the helper. I prefer the name giver. I think that is, you know, accurate and Mm-hmm. Maybe a little less, um, not nice. I don't, I mean, helper is the name of the Holy Spirit. That's true. That's <laughs> true. All right. So the helper or the giver, whatever. I like them both though. I, I yeah. see what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, it's like being told your, your spiritual gift is servant. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, you know. You, you, I mean, we're supposed to have like servant-hearted leadership, you know, but really nobody wants to be called that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely see it's kind of like you're giving someone, um, you know, like the best friend role in a movie. Yes. Like you're the you're supporting. The you're yeah. the supporter, the supporting role. Yeah. But you, you, you never get to lead. But I think that's also what twos they tend maybe to fall I into yeah and yeah. maybe I don't understand twos very well in this but I feel like they enjoy that yeah I think we're gonna get into this in pretty great detail here in a minute but yeah. definitely I think that they tend to fall into that role in order to earn love but um, who they are they're, they're meant to be the lead in their own movie, you know? And yeah. they tend to create a false identity as the support character, mm-hmm. as the best friend. Wow. Man, we just dove in there. We like, really did, and it really was pretty good. That was good. All right, so um, we are making these type episodes um, to be as concise and to the point as we can, hopefully. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) With the goal of you being able to figure out your type, if, let's say, you've got it narrowed down to two or three types and you're not sure, you can reference these episodes um, that have a very quick and concise way of saying no matter what variation of the type you are all type twos are going to relate to these four characteristics or these 20 words that concisely describe the type so that's really our our goal what we're we're working towards in releasing these type episodes um in part one we will be talking about which is what you're listening to today we're going to be talking about um what is the Enneagram type two? And in part two, we're going to be talking about ways that the Enneagram two can grow. Okay, we'll get started with 20 words that concisely describe Enneagram type two. Nurturing, relational, open-hearted, loyal, empathetic, sensitive, warm, hospitable, Compassionate, optimistic, generous, driven, intuitive, sociable, supportive, energetic, loving, adaptable, charming, and cheerful.
So, Amanda, were there any words that stuck out to you as, oh yeah, that word really describes a type 2 for me, or that's kind of what I've come to know a type 2 as, or were there any words that stood out to you as, oh, I wouldn't have thought of a type 2 as that? Yeah, did you say intuitive was one of the words? Yeah, I didn't think I wouldn't have thought of that as one of the words but it makes sense because they have to have that kind of intuition to do what they do because they just they feel things and they know you know what's up in someone else before that person might even know themselves and that's like a superpower to for be sure I, I feel like type twos definitely have this like awareness of what other people need and where other people are at or how they can help others that other types just don't have it all and and even you know what their emotional needs are what what people um yeah what what's required of the moment um I think they can have that at the same time unhealthy twos could really lack self-awareness and um maybe wouldn't you know be maybe you wouldn't use the word intuitive to describe an unhealthy two but really twos at their best, they have loads, bucketfuls of intuition. Yeah, I really like that. Awesome. All right, so moving on, we're going to go to the second part of our episode today, the four primary characteristics of type twos. One, they love people. Twos love listening to other stories and are relationally gifted. They are really good at connecting people and developing community. Twos are deeply loving and reveal God's heart through nurturing love. They inspire the world around them to be a more loving, caring, and generous place. Their love is not fickle or lacking in action. They are stubbornly loyal and will stick with the objects of their care through thick and thin. So I think of the twos in my life and They are the people that are there for you no matter what. The first people to be aware of a need and to show up. And they're just extremely loving people. They just love to listen to people and to love people. And it's a really beautiful thing about twos. Yeah, twos are really sweet. Um, And when you described that, I was thinking that there's a lot of characteristics. Like, um, they're very loyal, which I know the six is like... Aren't they called the loyalists? Yes, yes. That's so a type six. What do you think is is like one of those defining differences then? Yeah, so there is a lot of overlap between type two and type six. Well, the six, so what's their their motivation is security, right? Mm-hmm. But really a type two is also afraid of rejection. So they're loyal out of security as well. It's different, but it's very similar. And they can both end up in codependent relationships quite often. Um, both tend to lack boundaries. For the six, it's maybe they're they're slower to 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 take risk or to to make a decision to move on. Um, whereas a two, it's like they don't know who they are without the people that they care for. So their loyalty is almost to the extent of like, I don't have an identity if I don't have you in my life to care for. Mm. And 
a six, it's I don't feel safe if I have to take a risk to add a new person to my life or Mm. if the people that are my security system, my family, my friends, my core social um, or or it could even be like a company that they work for or the whatever authority that they're under. Um, if they don't have that set in place, then it's harder for them to, yeah, it, it, they just, they're loyal because out of security reasons, for hmm. sure. There's definitely a lot of overlap. And I think, but I think there's a lot of overlap with sixes and ones and twos and nines ha- also have a lot of overlap. Yeah. I mean, we're all people. We all yeah. want security. Yeah. And I think that's one of my favorite things about the Enneagram is, is, you know, the so many different types can learn from each type. Like we, no matter what your Enneagram type is, there are lessons that can be learned from each type. So there are, there are things that we can learn from both what twos bring to the table in health, that they inspire people to love better, to listen better, to rise to action when people are in need. But, you know, we can also learn from some of the subconscious motivations that they aren't aware of in helping people and and even find that in ourselves. Where in, in myself am I trying to project a false identity as someone that's sweet or caring and loving in order to gain approval or attention or affection instead of really just receiving God's love for who I am at my core? Yeah, that's... That's deep because I look at it too and I think like, well, that person just has it all together because I feel like I generally think of myself as kind of a selfish person. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I am. Um, but it makes me look at it too and be like, wow, how how do they serve so well? How do they, you know, care and, and see other people so well? I wish I was like that. Um but when you get down to it, a lot of their helping and caring and serving, there's an underlying pride motive beneath that of trying to control other people's perceptions of them and earn approval and love. And it's really about how they want to be seen um, instead of just meeting others' needs Yeah. Um, for the sake of meeting others' needs. It's... Um, so that brings us to uh, point two, or second core characteristic of type twos. Twos believe that they are unlovable. Twos may have felt rejected or that their emotional needs were not met by a parent. This wound results in an underlying belief that they will not be loved for who they are, but for what they do for others. These insecurities about their lack of worth causes the two to project a false image to an approval. In their attempt to win approval, twos struggle with a fixation on people-pleasing. They care a lot about what others think of them. They are anxious to overcome conflict and worry a lot about being forgiven when they make mistakes. They have a high need for verbal affirmation. And that leads us to point three, our third core characteristic of type twos. Twos have an underlying ulterior motive in the care that they give. Twos are very aware of what people want and need. They naturally radiate care and concern. They have very high energy and a very high capacity. They get a lot done and they strive to do things well. This makes some twos excellent caregivers, even if it's at their own expense. Due to the twos' underlying belief that they are unworthy of love, 
They believe that they have to be needed to be loved. They attempt to make themselves indispensable to others by helping them. In this way, twos try to earn love by meeting the needs of others. Twos often grew up in homes where not making demands or voicing their needs is equated with being good. They experience shame uh, when forced to acknowledge their own needs or ask for them to be met. Fear of acknowledging their wants and needs will end in rejection and humiliation, which prevents them from being able to open up and receive love. Ironically, they can become resentful towards their loved ones for not meeting their needs, even though the two hasn't voiced what their needs are and likely would struggle to identify their needs to begin with. Twos project a false identity as someone who can take care of everyone else's needs to fix everyone else's problems and has no needs of their own. This projected false identity leads them to suppress their needs and emotions and not set healthy boundaries. Without healthy boundaries in place, they eventually become resentful towards the people they are caring for because they feel misunderstood, unappreciated, and undervalued. After long periods of leaking emotions and stifling resentment, unhealthy twos can become controlling, overbearing, and manipulative. So that was a lot of information. Um, Yes. (laughs) It's kind of difficult to summarize. There's a lot of complexity in there. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's kind of a lot to it too. I mean, on the surface, they seem like, oh, they're just so sweet and loving and caring. And then when you get down to it, like they struggle with feeling like they're unlovable as they are and it causes this this ulterior motive of I'll care for you so that way you'll care for me there's there's so many paradoxes in a type two and so trying to explain that it can be a little bit of a challenge yeah and just the idea of you know as Christians we believe that Jesus died on the cross for us and so we believe that his blood covers our sins And this idea of grace is, it just seems so foreign to everything that you just described. Um, You know, if someone doesn't believe that they deserve love, then it would be hard to believe that a man would die on the cross for you. But that's also such an amazing opportunity to, well, yeah, you should get rid of that idea that you're not worthy of love. It's such a great idea, uh, a great opportunity for redemption to put off the old and, and accept the, the identity that Christ has given us. And I don't really know what all of that exactly looks like, but I mean, I feel like I have a two wing, I'm a three. And so I feel like I have struggled with that, um, that thought which is like really vulnerable to say. But yeah. Thank you for vulnerability. <laughs> I feel like I have struggled with that thought and I never, I think I don't, I, I didn't really understand why I was a two wing until you just described all that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> there's, there's all the, the stuff that I deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. That's so funny. I love it. The Enneagram does that. Yay. I just felt really uncomfortable, but (laughs) in a good way. We're going to have lots of good talks with Jesus Yeah, it's so good. A three being vulnerable. Yay. (laughs) Which I feel like I've I've learned to do that well. That's something that I've practiced a lot. For sure. Um, But yeah, like my husband... We were trying to figure out my my type and my wing, and he read off what the the three wing two sounded or what it was, you know, on you know whatever descriptor. 
and we were so confused because I'm definitely a wing four as well. Mm-hmm. Like I am the I'm so moody, but um, <laughs> but you know we were both kind of confused. Like why does this sound so much like me? But yeah, definitely that need for approval and that need to answer the question. You know, am I worthy of love? Mm-hmm. Which is also my name. Amanda means worthy of love. So wow, that's been, I didn't know that's that. It's like a huge theme in my life. So you saying that is like, oh, <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> so uncomfortable, but I think it's good. No, um, it's so great. Like yeah. that's, yes, this is so great. Thank you for being willing to share and being vulnerable. Um, I think it's going to connect with a lot of people. Um, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. That's that's the point, you know, because mm-hmm. like I think also what the Enneagram shows is that we're not alone in, in our experiences. Absolutely. Um, and someone else is, you know, dealing with that same question. Absolutely. My counselor says all the time we're more alike than we are different. Um, and that doesn't mean that we aren't all distinct in, um, you know, we all have an individual identity. We all reflect an aspect of God's love, light, and glory that nobody else does. But there are, there's like this mystery to all the similarities between us and how knowing that you're not alone in something brings a sense of comfort and an ability to learn from one another. And I think it's just something that's really beautiful about community, about relationship, that, that God, you know, placed inside of us before he he breathed life into Adam I I really believe that he intended us for community I think that's something really amazing that personality brings out and it highlights all right so moving on to our fourth characteristic of type twos which is the struggle between pride and humility the virtue of a two as in an aspect of God's character that they reveal to the world when they're at their best, is humility. The passion or deadly sin of a two is pride. Pride manifests in the behavior of the type two is false humility. It may look like the two insisting that they don't have needs, coming across as overly sweet, or putting themselves down out of fear that they might be perceived as prideful. Another way that this pride may manifest is in the way that twos want to be the reason that the person they're helping gets better or has their needs met. They suffer from an inflated view of their own values to others. Twos tend to use very positive words and phrases when communicating. They may have a tendency to sugarcoat criticism because they themselves are very sensitive to criticism. An aspect of their struggle with false humility and false identity that they project is the sweetness in the way they communicate. They may struggle with flattery or being unnecessarily sweet. That's our four characteristics. So just to summarize and review, um, one, they love people truly and genuinely. I mean, even outside of all of the other things, all of the underlying motivations, they really do at their core love people. Two, they believe that they are unlovable. Three, they have underlying ulterior motives in the care that they give. And four, there's this battle between pride and humility, overcoming pride so that way they can reveal humility in its truest form. 
that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our Enneagram Type 2 episode part one. Um, We are so grateful for those of you that have supported us by praying for us, by tuning in and listening, by sharing our podcast. If you loved this episode, if it ministered to you or you learned something new today, please leave a review for our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram. The podcast is at Originality Podcast, or you can follow my personal social media at Jess Loves Personality. We'll have lots of fun Enneagram graphics coming out soon all kinds of new things I'm so excited to share with you guys Um, and also subscribe to the podcast that way you don't miss a thing I would like to close out our time together with a quote from C.S. Lewis no man who bothers about originality will ever be original whereas if you simply try to tell the truth you will become original without ever having noticed it until next time Okay, I'm not going to try to direct anymore. Okay, take 17. (laughs) Oh, man.